0: Lord, as we have decided to follow you, to cling to you, Lord, there is no turning back. We are not going back. We are not going back to sin. We are not going back to our old self. We are not going back to addictions. We are not going back to everything that we've struggled with. To sickness, we are not going back. To poverty, we are not going back. To struggles to temptations, to trials, we are not going back. We've decided to follow Jesus. We've decided to follow Jesus. We've decided to follow you, Father. Please help us. Give us strength. Give us grace. Fill us up, Lord, till we look more and more like you with each day that passes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, sisters and brothers. Good morning. Um, okay. Um, today's let me just give you a few words of exhortation here. So I'm going to drop um scriptures on the group chats, but I will read them out as well. Okay. So today, um, since yesterday, I've been asking the Holy Spirit. I'm like, hey, God, I don't know what word of exhortation to say. This thing always gives me headache. I'm like, Holy Spirit, please help me. Help me, Lord. Let me walk with what you want me to say. Let it not be what I want to say. So this morning, you know, he now gave me a word. Don't look back. Don't look back. So that's why that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. So I'm going to read um, Luke chapter 9, verse 62. And Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the pew... And looks back, is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. I take it again. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the pure and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. So I was reading this scripture and I was meant to understand that what the scripture is trying to say is. No one who gives his life, who gives everything, who surrenders everything to God, after surrendering everything to God, you now go back again. You now go back after living like, oh, okay, I have a baggage, like a bag, a big bag of, there are so many things filled inside. And I took it to, um, how will I would like which example use? And I took it to, to somebody. I gave it out to somebody. And then I went back again later. And I'm like, oh, please, that bag I gave you. Please, give me back. I want it back. After gifting it out, though, you now went back. I'm going to collect it. In this scripture, Jesus is saying, you have given me your pains, your sufferings, your sin. You have laid them. You have laid everything on me, and I took them from you. And then you came back and you carried them. He's saying we are not fit for the service in the kingdom of God. When we go back to sin, He has given you the grace. He has given you Holy Spirit. You have prayed. He has given you Holy Spirit to overcome. Addictions, to overcome lust, to overcome things that are pulling you down, that are weighing you down from being a true Christian. He has collected all those things. He died that we might live from those things. And then we look back and we went to pick up all those things. He's saying we are not fit for the service in the kingdom of God. Today, so many Christians try to serve God based on certain conditions. It's so unfortunate. Like, you give God some areas of your life and you leave some out. They're like, I beg, I beg, I beg. I go give God eh, in this part of my life. But this one, I go do it the way I want it. So many people are serving God with the aim of servicing themselves. You are serving God based on the benefits that will come to it. Probably uh, in your church, they give some certain amount to ushers or they give some certain gifts to ushers. And you're not like, ah, Omar, may I go like join these people? You not join them. In your heart, you are not doing it because you want to serve God. You are doing it because you want to service yourself. Because of the benefit that comes from you being an usher in that church. Little wonder that many so-called Christians of God can only be involved in... in, Like, you you are being partial. God has said, serve me in truth. All of you, I want everything. Serve me with your whole being, with your whole heart. But we keep on dividing it. What have you left behind to serve God? What have you left behind? Is it relationship? Is it money? Is it wealth? Is it pleasure? Going to parties, clubbing, doing all sorts of things. What have you left behind to serve God that you are looking back at? You are looking back at going to that way of life. What have you left behind? And you're like, oh, probably you're in a relationship and God called you out of it. He said, don't go back. This relationship is not for you. This is not what I want for you. And you're out of the relationship. You're now on your own. And the friends that you are surrounded with, they have boyfriends, they have they have fiances, they have spouses. And you are like, ah, God, it's you that said I should leave this person, and he's not giving me another person. You now start thinking, okay, I beg. Since God has not given me what he wants to give me, I might as well go back to this person. After all, I was not doing so bad. You will not go back. To a relationship that God has called you out for. Remember the scripture says. Whatever you lose to serve Christ. You will get back. Hundred folds. In this earth. And still have eternal life. That is Mark 10. 29 to 30. Remember. Whatever you leave behind to serve God, you will get back. Not one, no. Not two. Hundred folds in this head. He will give you right here in this earth, oh. And you still have eternal life ahead of you. Hmm. Man. Is it not better for me to lose one thing and gain hundred than for me to Lose 100 and gain 1. Today God is saying don't look back. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back to things that will hurt you. Don't go back to things that will dampen your spirit. Things that will put you down. Things that will make your heart heavy. He has called you out of those things. Hmm. Remember Lot's wife. She turned back against the directive of the angel of God. She turned back. And the consequences was death. Instant death. She turned into a pillar of salt. So if God is telling you, he has called you out of a thing. Please, my brothers and sisters, I am begging. Don't look back. Don't even think it twice. No reason now. no start to do calculations. If God do not tell you, say I did for you. Ah uh-uh. ah. Hey, that's like that's that's the highest assurance you can get in life. The highest assurance. Don't look back. Don't be Lord's wife. Don't look back. Don't look back against the directive of the angel of God, against the directive of God. Don't look back. There will be consequences. There will be so much consequences for your actions. Hmm. Abba does not take anything from you without giving you like multiple restoration in a new and glorious form he will not take anything from you and not give you back like in fact he will bring out so many things if it is a job he's calling you out from you will just find out that immediately you obey (laughs) immediately you just listen like this even without you applying for jobs jobs will just line up people will be calling you Without you even telling them that, oh, you're no longer working again. Jobs, he will sustain you. For him to have called you out of it, definitely he has made provisions ahead for you. He has given you sustenance. Do you, do, you, do you understand that that word, that depth? Huh. Don't return to the things of the world, though. don't return to them. Things that you know will pull you down. Don't even think it twice. Just let it go. Proverbs 4.26-27 says Watch where you are going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked. For even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. For him to have said this, God's promises, if they read Bible like this, just they wonder, say, this man sit down, where we give people inspiration to write this word. And then we don't, we don't, we don't study the word. We don't make it part of our life. If you don't know the word, anything a person there, you now you will believe. Anything the devil puts in your heart, puts in your mind, that is what you believe. Don't look back. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19 says, The Lord did all that for you. But now he's saying to you, Forget those things that happened a long time ago do not think about past events look now i will do something that is new it is already beginning to happen surely you can recognize it yes i will make a road through the desert i will make a road through the desert and i will make streams in the wilderness so even hey god even when you're not seeing you're not seeing a logical explanation to what God is telling you. Like in your head, you're like, I beg, I beg, I beg. If I leave this scene, I go survive. If I leave this thing, how will my parents survive? If I leave this scene, ha, should I go get another boyfriend? But he's telling you, see this promise that. Forget those things that happened a long time ago. Do not even think about past events. Look. Now for you to open your eyes. see Now I will do something that is new. It is already beginning to happen. Surely you can recognize it. Yes, I will make a road through the desert. I will make streams in the wilderness. So the promises are there already. The assurance is there. He's there. He has made provisions already before calling you out of that thing. Because he knows that, ah, this child, why I call, come on for this thing. She has to eat. She has to buy things. So definitely, there will be a sustenance. See, as I'm saying this word there, as I'm saying, reading out these things, I'm getting great like convictions. Recently, in fact, God has God called me out from my job since should I said no, should I say November or October? He has called me out from the job, but I was so stubborn. When you just somebody is stubborn. I was thinking logical. Everything about me, I was I was seeing it in a logical way. The um ah I beg go this work why I hold like this. Where they pay me, are they, are they see money. I can't come more, can't leave the work. God, how do I sustain? How? I have school fees to pay. I have bills that, that are mounting up on a daily. How? How, how will even? I even. I didn't want to even start thinking of it, not to talk of hearing what God was saying. I even told Sister Sylvia about it as she was laughing at me. She kept on telling me, if God has called you out or something, my sister leaves. But man, I was stubborn. So that's how I dragged my feet from October, November, December to January. Man. Immediately, I obeyed and I left that job. The peace I had in my heart the day I resigned. The peace, the joy I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow. I was not even thinking about tomorrow. I was not even like I don't know how I how, how God did it. Because normal me, I would have been so logical. I would have been thinking, God, in this current current Nigeria, in this current situation that things are so difficult, I'm now leaving my job. Even my friends that I'm telling, they're like, Gloria, are you okay? People they find work, you they come off for work. And when I open my mouth to say God has called me out of the job, they were like, "You're not serious, so you're not well." But the peace I have since I left, I don't think I've felt this way before, for a long time. So this morning, I'm encouraging you, my brothers and sisters. If God has called you out of it, let me talk like Sister Sylvia. Leave oh! all. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, because you will be frustrated. The pain that you feel in that place that you are, it will be times two of what you felt before. So this money, I'm just going to say, don't look back. Don't return to your vomit. No think um, no reason um. Say ah, make I return to this person. Let me go and date this person back. Don't return to your vomit. Lord, this morning, as a family, we pray for strength. Strengthen us, O oh God. May we never desire or go back to the old life. May we never desire to go back to the things that you've called us from. May we never desire, Lord, to go back to the old life we left behind to follow you. Lord, strengthen us. Give us grace and great convictions in our spirit to stand strong and to stand firm in the decisions that you have led us to make. Lord, may we not make a mess of our lives. Lord, please, may we not make a mess of our lives. Help us to live for you and you only. Create in us a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. Help us, Lord. That as we wake up each morning, may we live to fulfill Your purpose. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Sister Sylvia, do you have anything to add? Yes, so, yeah. yes yes i do good morning everyone good morning glory thank you for sharing that testimony it's always important for us to share our personal testimonies and um, um in line with our journey with christ it's very powerful your testimony of jesus <coughs> of jesus christ is so powerful so yes i want to contribute to it because this is a life i'm living this is a life I'm living in, and This is in line with the word of word for the year. Trust God. Trust God. So there are, there are times in your journey. Eh? Because this journey with Jesus, you have to travel light. You can't carry too many baggage. You can't even carry too many. You can't have yokes that God didn't give you. He said, um, come to me all you who are um is it um and heavy laden that's the scripture right so we're not supposed to travel heavy and what what that means is that what that means is that um along the way (laughs) during the course of the journey god is going to tell you to let go of things that's what it means you can't it's a long journey till Christ comes or till God calls you home. So, you can't travel heavy. You can't hold on to too so many things. Your focus is supposed to be Jesus. So, I'm saying this because some some people may not have had to let go of major things. It may not even be a job. There are some things you may have to let go of. I'm telling you this now because I will share the recording by God's voice on the Google this message is very important not to look back not to look back you need to trust god when god calls you out of a thing or tells you to let go of a thing what he's telling you to do is trust him it's not for you to start thinking how do you understand the mind of god how does it make sense that a donkey will speak how does it make sense that it's the cross that will have brought redemption even satan could not figure it out that the death of the Son of God will have brought salvation. Even Satan could not figure it out. He did not expect Jesus to die and come to his domain and conquer him. He could not figure it out. So don't even try to understand what God is telling you. You, your job is to obey. If you are, if you if you continue to study the scriptures, you see that when God gave an instruction, the people that were obeying. They did not wait. To, they didn't wait to understand. Abraham said, "Your only son, the one you love, Isaac." He woke up in the morning, and the first thing he did was obey God. Philip, when he was called, when the angel came and brought the news to him, what did he do? He got up and he left. Mary, the same thing. Be it done to me according to your word. She submitted to the will of the Father. See, if you're going to do this Jesus journey right, you are going to do it with obedience, and not just only that you, I want to understand the instruction before I move. No. No. Because many things that God will tell you will hurt your flesh. It won't make any sense to you. Peter was with Jesus, and Jesus was telling him that he would deny me. Peter did not expect, you know we, we know that Jesus died on the cross. Imagine you are watching him movie you've not gotten to the part where jesus died on the cross peter did not anticipate that kind of death shame for the one that he called messiah rabbi how he did not anticipate that so you see the shock of the reality of what jesus went through and then it was prophesied that made Peter deny Jesus. But you see, at that point, when Jesus was telling him, it didn't make sense to him. Many of the things that Jesus told his disciples, they didn't, under, they didn't they didn't catch until it happened. It didn't make any sense. Does it make sense that a sea, have you ever seen, have you ever gone to the beach and looked at the ocean? Does it make any sense that the sea will pass? Can you imagine try to think of it i was looking at something on the internet um i think it was on instagram yesterday or day before yesterday that the highest mountain i think that's mount everest in the world is not as deep if you (laughs) it's not as deep as the is it the lowest is it trenches they call it in the ocean can you imagine that i need us to think this thing let's reason that water you are just standing in front of water and water parted and this thing happened two times it's not like this james bond happened once how does that make any sense that god told the moses move forward that rod he gave him was just a miracle too how does it make sense that he will split the rock and the water will come out from the rock how does it make sense that food will be falling from heaven how not just manna pink whales how please can we logically understand those things that is what happens whenever we try to follow God by logic only you will be confused you enter what they call that thing you'll be drained because you will now start um, what they call it again when you're drained as a Christian you will burn out because you're trying to figure out what God is telling you to trust him about Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 states Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That understanding part is the problem with many believers. I don't want to say unbelievers. Let's focus on believers. Because we are trying to lean on our own understanding. How can God call me out of a job? How do I sustain myself? God reason, am now. To renounce that, you not enter the level of bringing God down to our lives, putting him in a box so he is now it's almost like god wants we want god to morph into our way of thinking No, that's not how it works you are supposed to focus on him and he will lift you higher not you bringing him down and trying to bring him to your own level no he's telling you trust me let's look at this scripture very quickly Mm -hmm. first kings chapter 17 First Kings chapter seventeen. First Kings chapter seventeen. Please open your Bibles. It's important that you yourself see the Word of God. I know you've seen the Scripture before, but it's important that we remind ourselves of the Word of God because you see, in this, <laughs> Nigerians are 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 going through so much right now. I've been trying to get out money, my husband and I, from our accounts and. Since yesterday, we've not been able to access money. But you see, God has been sorting us out. It is a very, very trying time for a lot of Nigerians. And like Glory said, Glory, this message is so important that I think you should type a summary because a lot of people scroll past the the audio recordings, the voice notes and the um, recording links. But you see texts can catch their eyes. So, Glory, since this word was given to you, I think you should um, you should type out a summary. Because so many people are going through stuff. A lot of people will not be able to make church today. Why? mistakenly closed up so I, I like i was saying a lot of people are going to stop today I um, may not be able to make it to church sorry because there's no money in circulation and a lot of people are using um public transportation systems so if they can't get money i was talking to my sister my sister works in a different one of my other in a different state from her where her family lives and she goes I was like, oh, what about transfer? Can't do transfer today? So that's um ATM points. The POS agents are extorting Nigerians. There's fuel scarcity, it's hard to get fuel. Fuel is a uh, in I think in some parts of the East, in the Eastern Part of Nigeria, it's like 590 milliliters. the major marketers are doing 185, are being 198 that Things are hard. Things are hard. Even to get a PVC to boost is hard. To get your money from the bank is hard. People are fighting in bank banking halls. It is it is chaotic. But you see, in the midst of <laughs> the chaos, sorry, we have Jesus, who is our peace. That's how we are remaining same as believers. That's why we're not falling into the question. Why? Right? Our focus is not on the earthly, but on the divine, on eternity, on Jesus. That's what Jesus. the that's, that's lesson that Jesus taught Peter during that period where he was sinking, he was walking on water. He was striving when his focus was on Jesus. He could defy all logic by walking on water. When his focus was on Jesus, he could do the supernatural when his focus was on Jesus. But the minute he focused on the distractions around him, he started to sink. And that will happen to any believer in this time who takes their eyes off Jesus. You are going to sink. You are going to sink if you take your eyes off Jesus. Because there's so much going on right now. There's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in Nigeria and there is more to come because we're approaching the elections. That is why the word for the year is one of the reasons why it was released because there's so much that is going to happen, but you have to trust God. That word, I received it in December, not January. I start my own year in December, not January. So I sit with the Lord to prepare for the next year. So much is to come. We are just in Nigeria. We're a few weeks away from the presidential elections. And a few weeks away from the one for governors, right? So much is coming. But if your trust is not in God, you are going to sink. Dear Nigerians, listen and listen well. Because you did not anticipate this one that is happening now. That you will work for your money. hmm? And you can't get the money that you've worked for. That's a lot to take in. That you s- a lot of people are out there struggling to earn a living, and they earn a living, and the banks are not releasing the money. That's so much, that's too much. Even psychologically, it can affect you. And when this is not we've not even gotten to the election day. So much is gonna happen. We must nigerians please you must listen to god your focus has to be on god else you're going to sink but you see the good thing about that scripture is that when peter started to sink, what did he do he cried out to jesus save me lord and what did jesus do jesus saved him yes jesus told him oh you of little faith he chastised him what you see the loving nature of god is that even in the midst of all the mess of he, his love still prevails and will save you. So if you notice that you are getting overwhelmed by the situation of things around you, within or outside Nigeria, please, please cry out to the Lord to save you. Ask him to help you. Renew your heart, purify your heart, give you a new spirit, strengthen you because so much is going to test your faith in these times. And this is not just in Nigeria, it's not just... It's not just, it's not only happening in Nigeria, everywhere. Too much will test your faith, But your focus has to be Jesus. Your focus has to be Jesus. Some people are finding it hard to even eat in these times. You who has eaten at least two meals a day, give God thanks. Even if you've not eaten, give God thanks. We're supposed to give Him thanks in all Situations in all at all times, not only when the going is good. So please, when the storms come, and God is telling you to move forward, don't look back like glory was sharing with us. Because look, let's look at this scripture: First um, Kings chapter seven. seven so, um, First Kings um, chapter seventeen. Elijah came from a place called Tishbe in Gilead. He said to Ahab, I'm a servant of the Lord, the God of Israel. As surely as God is alive, no water will appear on the ground during the night in the next few years. And it will not rain. I will say when it will rain. It will not rain until then. So this guy is the guy that decreed this thing. (laughs) By the power of God. He decreed this thing. And it affected him also. But you see, God provided for him it will have negatively affected him without god's intervention but god provided for his own and he always does that always remember god cares for his own the bible says i've never seen the righteous forsaken, and his children bread, begging bread god provides for his own never ever, ever 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 forget that and it will not rain i will say when it will rain it will not rain until then then the word of the lord came to elijah the lord said leave here go to the east and hide by the stream called and um, chariots east of the river jordan you will drink water from the stream and the ravens will feed you there please help me make this make sense that birds will feed the Lord's prophets birds like my people will say will come and be bringing food to you how 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 help me make sense of this that's why the Bible says don't lean on your own understanding because how do you understand this? God will feed you even in the way you don't expect him to feed you in this time. God always provides for you his own. You don't get to determine how he will provide for you. No, you get to trust him. Your job is to trust him and let him be our to you, Father. The Lord said, leave here, go to the, east and hide by the stream called Cherith, east of the river jordan you will drink water from the stream and the ravens will feed you there there take note of there that place the provision was assigned to that place take note of the word there the ravens will feed you there so when god positions you in a place enjoy the provision when he moves you move the provision is tied to the provider not the location it's the will of God that you should abide in because if God says I've changed your location and you are still staying there you would not eat the provision at all you don't have access to it because the provision is connected to the provider not just the location so it's in obedience to God that you access the things he has made, he has prepared for you. Don't ever think that your provision is tied to your job. Your provision is tied to the provider, not your job. So if the Lord says, I am redirecting you, and I need you to leave there, what do you do? Put your eyes, focus on the provider, and trust that wherever he's leading you is where the provision is. God never forsakes his own. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children begging bread. God never forsakes his own. Never. I have I'm, I'm reading the word now. I have said to them that they must do this. So he says, you will drink water from the streams and the ravines will feed you there. I have said to them that they must do this. God speaks to the birds. Most times the only thing that the birds worship the Lord. No, God speaks to them. Kai. Have you ever risen this thing? God said He had spoken to the ravens to feed Elijah. Yeah, yeah the ones we call he calls children. We are called children of God. The children are the ones in rebellion. He's sending the birds. Verse 5. So Elijah obeyed the word of the Lord. He went. This is our response to God's instructions. So Elijah obeyed the word of the Lord. He went. He went is one sentence. He went. Look at the scripture. He went. He moved immediately. When God gives you an instruction, you move immediately he went and he lived by the stream called the chariots east of the river jordan exactly where god positioned him he lived there the ravens brought him bread and meat it's not only like a wide the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening he drank water from the stream he had food and water Then verse seven, there was no rain in the country of Israel. So the stream became dry after a time, then the word of the Lord came again to Elijah. Go immediately to Zarephat near Sidon, stay there. Redirection before he said, the ravens will feed you there. Now he's redirecting him to a different location and he tells him stay there. Stay there is one sentence, two words, one sentence. Is an instruction stay there. I have said, first, he spoke to the ravens. God gave the ravens instruction. Now, he's saying that he has spoken to someone else. Stay there. I have said to a widow there that she must supply you with food. So, see, that woman at first was not working in faith, but God had given her an instruction. See, the birds obey God, the children of God. We are the ones that like to walk in rebellion. Hey, so she. What was not working in faith. God has sent word to her first. That's what the scripture is saying. Stay there. I have said to a widow, dear, that she must supply you with food. So Elijah went to Zarephath. Obedience again. When he came to the town gate, he met a widow. She was getting some small sticks. Elijah spoke to her and he asked, please bring me some water in a jar so that I can drink. While she was getting it, he said, and bring me, please, a bit of bread. She replied, as surely as the Lord your God is alive, I do not have any bread. I have only a small amount of flour in a jar. I have also a small amount of oil to cook with. I'm, going, I'm getting a few small sticks to take home. Then I will make a meal for myself and my son. We will eat it. Then we will die because there is no more food. This woman had gotten a word from God, but there was no faith. Her word was not, her expectation was not mixed with faith. She probably expected for but there was no faith mixed. There was no faith in the whole equation. When God gives you a word, please work with faith. Work by faith. It may not make any sense, but trust God. Yeah, trust God. So, the scripture is telling us that God has sent a word to this woman. But I don't think there was faith in this at all. Let's look. I'm getting a few small sticks to make, to take home. Then I'll make a meal for myself and for my son. We will eat it. Then we will die because there was no more food. But she said there was no food chain. But she said she's going to make a meal. Meal will not be food. When we underestimate the power of small. Most times, you know, we do that. We underestimate the power of small. Because the thing looks small. We don't call it what it is. Because she she was going to make a meal. It may not be a luxury meal, but she was going to make a meal for her son to eat. So there was food. That is the same way Jesus paid 5,000. There was small, the power of small, thanksgiving, birth multiplication, and they all eat. God will walk with the seed in your hand. If there is faith in your heart. God will work with that seed in your hand. Please, um, Glory, help me share this. on the God will work with the seed in your hand if there is faith in your hearts? Let whatever you do be mixed with faith. Let whatever you do be mixed with faith. So she was going to make a meal. She was actually going to make a meal. So let's sing. Verse thirteen. Um, we, oh, sorry, we will eat it. Then we will die because there is no more food. Elijah said to her, "Don't be afraid. Go home, and do what you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me. Use what you have, what you have got, to make it, because you can make you can make bread from um, um, bread from flour. She. So he did not ask for something that was out of the equation. She had oil. She. She said she had oil somewhere. She. A little amount of flour and small amount of oil to cook it. So she had oil and she had um, um flour. So he said, Elijah said to her, do, do not be afraid, go home and do what you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me. Use what you have got to make it, then bring it to me. And after that, make something for yourself and for your son. So Elijah was speaking in fake terms. This woman is just like when God is telling us that. You have this. You have that. You have your own property. You have mansions, and you're looking only 15 naira in my account. How, how is that going to happen? <laughs> He's speaking the faith terms, and she, she's like, "The reality of this stuff is that I have very little flour and oil. So, then bring it to me, and after that, make something for yourself and for your son. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says: says You will not have. You will not use all the flour in your jar." you will not use all the oil before you use them all the Lord will cause rain to fall on the earth make that make sense to you <laughs> See, stop trying to reason what God is telling you just obey him as you are obeying him sometimes the explanation and the understanding will start to unfold sometimes not not all the time sometimes God will not reveal it to you your job is just to obey there's so much we can we may never understand we must just obey verse 15 then the widow went then the widow went away and she did what elijah had asked her to do and after that there was food every day for elijah and for the widow and her family just like the prophet had said she did not use all the oil in the jar and she did not use all the she did not use all the and that is what elijah had promised he did it when he spoke the word of the Lord. I need you to hold on to this word. If God has spoken a word to you, you must trust God. God's word is valid. Count it. Put that in your heart. that God's word is valid. If God is calling you out of a thing, don't look back. Trust him. I don't believe that God wanted Lot and his family to see the destruction that was happening in Sodom. They were not supposed to see they were just supposed to obey god and fear but you see the wife looked back and that was the end for her sometimes those instructions are for you for your safety for your protection you don't have to understand it you just have to respond to god you are wondering i want to marry this person i want to marry this person god says no i want to marry this person i want to marry this person god says no it doesn't make any sense because this guy looks like he's okay or the girl looks like there's no issue with her and god says no and you're trying to ask god father make this make sense and he says i'm not going to even explain it to you i want you to obey me and trust me please don't start waiting to understand why god is saying no do it do it before major things happen in my life i tell you that God usually reveals it to me. It's not my job to try to understand it. It's just to trust God through the process. Trust God. I was saying, there's something that's happened um, in my life right now. And God had revealed it to, to me many nights ago in a dream. So when it came, I didn't fight it. Why? He has shown me. I don't need to understand. I just need to trust him. I don't have to wait to understand what I'm seeing. I need to trust God. That's how we should operate. That, yes, knowledge is good. Knowledge is powerful. But you see the instructions of God. I'm not saying the word of God. Understanding is very important to the word of God. I'm saying those instructions he gives you, even in his words, even in his word. because if those instructions he gives to us, stop waiting to understand them. You just obey them. There is so much reward for obedience. Following Jesus, letting go. of Friends that are choking you. I was sharing the word with Ati yesterday when she came to my house to see me. And I was explaining that parable. Jesus gave an explanation. I was telling her, sometimes, you see, the thorns that are choking the word that you received. Are those, are the things and the people you surround yourself with. The cares of this world, you are consuming the wrong kind of content. And the word of God is trying to settle in your heart. But it's being choked by the bad friends. Even the house you are even living in sometimes. The school you are going to, the course you are studying, the, what, what you've exposed yourself with is choking God's word in your heart. And you are trying to try thrive as a Christian. But it's not working because something is choking it. And God is saying, come out of there. But we don't want to obey God. Why? The familiar is always comfortable. That relationship is comfortable. How do I start all over? I'd rather manage this one. This one that is doing anyhow. I'll manage this one. And God says, come out. I'm the one calling you out. Come out. Or we want to go back. Or, or someone who has been involved in what they call hookups now in this generation. Prostitution. Like Glory was sharing. This is... It's almost like a perfect, according to the world standards, this is a perfect excuse for many people to go back into the world and start selling their bodies. Why? There is hunger in the land. People are hungry, like in Nigeria. If you have anyone in Nigeria, please pray for them. A lot of people are hungry. A few days ago, my sister was saying, she sent um, the lady that works in her house to go to the POS, and the POS agent only had 2000 naira. around that. And she was selling the 2009 for 1000. How do you sell a national currency to the you know, citizens of the nation? That's how bad it is in many places. Pray and trust God. There is so much that's going to unravel in this season and in the next season. Not, I'm not calling doom, I'm just saying that in everything that you do, make sure that you stay in a place of peace. And you trust God. That's your anchor. Jesus is your anchor. And if you notice that you are getting overwhelmed, please, it's okay to take a step back and spend time with the Lord. Make sure that your anchor is strong. That your focus is still on God. Else, the cares of this world and the trials and the troubles of this world will drown you. Please, dear brothers and sisters, For those here present and those who will listen to the recording of this message, please, please, and please, 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 and please keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anything deceive you. And be careful of what you allow into you in this time. Because content, even content online, can pollute your heart. Let there be faith in your heart, not pollution do pray that this word will help someone today i pray that this word will um, encourage you i pray you also encourage other people because there's so much going on people need encouragement don't just keep encouragement give it give encouragement give encouragement please so much is going on this is the time to start preaching on your social media status Start preaching the word of god people need to be encouraged Some people are going back to things that they did not believe that they were going to go back to because of the hardship. It's the truth. Some people are going back to those things. Please, let your focus be Jesus. I do pray that this word blesses you. Have a blessed day. And please don't forget that God loves you. Let God use you today to encourage someone. Let him use you to bring glory to himself. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Have a nice, lovely family.